Welcome to an all-new episode of the Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter. And on today's episode, I'll try to make friends with comedian and podcaster Damon Sumner faster than I'll be listening to his album, I Know Who I Am, when it comes out on March 25th. I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Damon, welcome to the Fast Friends Podcast. Appreciate you having me on, Logan. Excited to be here today. Yeah, it's great to have you. It's it's <laughs> it's going to be a fun one, I think. Um I we people obviously we just we just started recording, but people that couldn't hear what you couldn't hear before this, um Kenny, our producer, told Damon that it was fine to take a PP break if we yes. needed to during the recording, and I <laughs> have to say that I never knew that was on the table because I have to pee a lot, and usually I'm like waiting and holding it, you know, till the end. Right. Uh, and then I like get up and go immediately to the bathroom, but now that that's so yeah, maybe we'll have to take a PP break sometime. Well, through. I appreciate just that respect. If I'm honest here in the virtual world, we could have just kept it going, you know, took it on location. I could have yeah. kept talking That's real true. friends, Logan, That's real true. friends talk through the door. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Can I tell you something since, since we're on our, our quest of friendship? I don't know that I've talked about this on the podcast before. We don't close the door in our house. Ooh. Okay. We can get, listen, I've got time. I've got time, <laughs> Logan, to talk about it. <laughs> It's uh yeah, it's something that's very I don't realize how weird it is until like somebody else is at our house cuz it's usually just myself and my wife. And then like somebody else will come over and I'm like, "Damn, I got to close the door. It's weird, you know?" I am intrigued now. How long have you been married? Uh it'll be 15 years this summer. Get out of here. Love that, man. It'll yeah, be 14 yeah. years for myself in July as well. Oh, congrats. And thank you. Thank you. Likewise. So, just did both of y'all come into the relationship like that? Yes, yeah, we did actually. Um, okay. It just started like when we our first place that we ever had together only had one bathroom. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a very small, like, you know, they don't call them studio apartments, but it was a studio apartment. And I think it was just like a space thing, quite honestly, like Mm. we needed the (laughs) door, we needed like, we needed as much open space as we could get. So it felt bigger. But I remember because it was one of the, that one of the things that I learned after we got married, (laughs) oh my God, um, from her (laughs) was that, uh, that I wiped my ass incorrectly. Incorrectly? Incorrectly, according to her, I've, that's the only way I've ever done it. I don't even know what that means. I, well, I can't. <laughs> you went. You were going. You were going uh, back to front. Yeah, back to front. Back to front. I had to think about it, but I do like. I go like through. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I mean, there's. There, I don't know. I don't know how deep <laughs> we can get into this, but there there is a correct procedure that you until you're taught. Sometimes you just don't know until you know. Well. I guess two. Well, there are two things. Number one, I didn't learn any other way. Number two, I have very short arms in comparison okay. to like, like it's they're like sort of like dinosaur arms, you know. Uh huh. So like, I honestly, because people are like, why don't you do like the full reach? And I'm like, uh-huh. I can't. I don't think I can get all the way back there. Oh, you don't go around the hips and around the valley down. And I don't know if you always start <laughs> start with butt stuff at the beginning no. of your podcast. But no, 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 no. This is a. Uh, this is deeper than I've gotten with anybody. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm just going to chime in here really quick. This 
This has devolved really quickly. <laughs> this is this must be like some sort of record setting uh, yep. episode. Like I, I'm here to break trends, Kenny. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I opened with the PP stuff. Like I did not know that it would take the podcast in in this nosedive. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, the, I mean, the way we got here is because he asked, like, did we come into this with an open door relationship? And I had to think, and I was like, yeah, we did, because I remember very quickly being told, like. That's not how you are supposed to do that. See, I was I respect both of y'all coming in, even if it was on a space location thing, because I have been beaten down over time and just knocked to smithereens. I'm just ashes. I used to be a closed door privacy type of fella. But now I'm a wide open, talk to me eye to eye type of guy. And I'll be honest with you, I'm still not comfortable with it. Oh, you're not. OK, S- still not. I okay. do it because I'm a good husband, but yeah. am I am I comfortable? <laughs> no, no, no. It's a very different thing, but I don't I don't realize always that uh, that not everybody does that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, the minority. Still, <laughs> I, I am for sure on on both my wiping technique and the fact that on I both. go open door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy yeah, good to get uh, a white man as a double minority. You out here breaking <laughs> <Yeah>. boundaries, brother. <laughs> I am. Yeah, you know. <laughs> It's, we have to invent ways to be uh, <laughs> to be in the minority. Well, geez, uh, I, I don't know where we go from here, but uh, I'll give you a oh. quick <laughs> a quick overview of the of the podcast, um, and then we'll just jump right in. The first the first round is called the fast forward round. So I ask you questions like about your life, career, things like that. You know, things that are easily access- accessible via Google based in research, obviously. And then the second round is called five for five. So I have uh, five questions prepared for you. I believe you have five questions prepared for me, or you mm-hmm. get to ask them on the fly, mm-hmm. and we'll just ping pong back and forth. Uh, and then the last round is the fast friends fortune teller, which is like using one of these paper things nice. from elementary school to reveal an activity that we'll play, and then we'll end with a friend request. I'm ready for this journey. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. The first uh, fast forward round. Uh, I I saw that you are, I believe, if I'm if I'm researching correctly, we were born in. Is it Shreveport? Shreveport, Louisiana. Louisiana, Logan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, uh, so I went down this rabbit hole, honestly, on on Shreveport. Um, there was an article that um actually it was on the Wikipedia, I believe, mm. that said that Shreveport is nicknamed Ratchet City, which sounded pretty um not. It was pretty rude, honestly. Mm. I thought. But then I found this article that was called um, Ratchet City, the rap insult that became a compliment. Um, And this is where my rabbit hole ended because I didn't have a subscription to the New York website. So I got blocked out of the article. But I'm very curious to understand, like, do you know anything about why it's called Ratchet City and how it became a compliment? Not at all. I definitely don't know how (laughs) it's Ratchet City or how it became a compliment. You know, what's interesting about Shreveport, Louisiana for myself is that, and I don't want to get too long in my sob story, but single mom, three boys, I'm the oldest, and we bounced around a lot. So Shreveport is home, but we bounced around from Shreveport to the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas multiple times from elementary school through high school. Um, And so what I know about Shreveport is that it is, with all the love and respect, a small town because there's only real one silly city in uh in Louisiana, which is New Orleans. Yep. Um, and so it was a small town with red dirt, big mosquitoes, and too many ants. And so that when I my memories of Louisiana, there are not any bells and whistles. There's nothing ratchet. We're picking peas. 
There's dirt roads. And sure, Damon, that sounds like 1997. Well, 1997 is still the present day Shreveport, Louisiana. So when I think of Ratchet, I think of Cardi B. And there are no Cardi yeah. B's in Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> okay. I feel like I need to go back in the month of March when I haven't exhausted my free articles for the month. Um, and I need to read this article. So maybe I'll do that and circle back. But circle it sounded back. very interesting. There was some sort of like, so they were trying to like establish their own take on rap because, you mm. know, like New Orleans had a rap scene. Mm-hmm. And so there was like a different version of rap. But anyway, yeah, sorry. It was a rabbit hole for sure. <laughs> you said you had a single mom or you, you were uh, part of a family with a single mom. Mm. How many siblings did you say you had? Two siblings? Yeah, I'm the oldest of three boys. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Me too. Okay. Look at that. We have that in common. Come on. That's how this- friendships begin. Similarities. Absolutely. Are you the most responsible and mature like I was? Uh, well, I'll say it definitely was at that moment. I mean, my mom, she would be working third shift. So do helping with homework, cooking dinner, ironing clothes, you know what I'm saying? All that. I mean, I would walk to school by myself while she was sleeping in the first grade. Like, so it wasn't a game. Um, but I do have my, my middle brother specifically. He's a lawyer in D.C. So he's He's also doing a great job as well. And I like to think that's mostly because he had a good big brother. Absolutely. He wouldn't have been there with him. Nah, not at all. Ironing is a lost art. Slogan. Are you an ironer? <laughs> no. Well, not, I don't do, I don't iron well. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, this is, this, this is a big thing for me here. I'm, well, this, you're the first one I've ever told Logan. This is how, this is how friendships happen right here because of secrets. So my grandmother uh, loved her to death. She, not, she taught me how to iron and I, I ironed every day from the first grade, Logan, every day from the first grade until the pandemic started 2020 and I had nowhere to go. And I was like, well, I'm clearly not going to iron. And from the March, 2020, Logan, I have not ironed. It changed oh me. My gosh. I'm, I, yeah. I have so much more free time on my hands. Oh, I'm sure. Cause if you do it, well, which I'm sure if you if your grandmother taught you, it's the correct way. My mom gets very upset because I will have her iron stuff still. Um, you know, if I like go home uh, and like we're going to like something, some family function, I'll be like, can you iron this shirt for me? Um, and she's like, I've showed you so many times how to do this. Like, but when I do it, like I tried doing it once. Uh, we had to, we, I showed up at a funeral um, a family funeral and I had ironed my clothes at the hotel. Mm. And so I hadn't seen my mom prior to like arriving at the funeral home. And I lean in to give her a hug. Um, and I said, like, I, I like lean in to give her a hug. And she says to me, she whispers in my ear, you couldn't have ironed your shirt. <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I did I, actually. I, I gave this effort. Is- yeah. So yeah, I'm not an ironer. Uh, maybe you could teach me how. Um, well, the trick, uh, the trick is get a quality iron. A lot of people, in my opinion, when I see their irons on quality, that's one piece. But then you also, the, the cheapskate is that you could just get some uh, wrinkle guard and put that in the dryer. And that also, that's helpful. That's what we do now. We have like okay. wrinkle release and we'll toss yeah. and do like, you know, a cycle. Uh, if I'm in a hotel, a lot of times I'll just like run the water on really hot and let the clothes like hang in the shower rod. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You got it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, do you miss ironing? I know you save a lot of free time, but like, do you ever just want to like bust it out and start again? There is, there, there is this, it was almost like a hobby. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There's something about having the time I'll put on some music, lay the pants out, get your outfit. Like the first day of school, you're like, yeah. okay, all right, here we go. I'm going to hit them with the flannel. All right. Boot cut. Let's go. And, um, so it is a lost art, but 
that time I get, I'm just, cause also I'm a soft pants guy now. Like I'm a, a soft pant. Ooh, I love a good soft pant. I'm in soft pants right now. Stuff to go back. Is that like sweats? Sweats and any joggers, just anything okay. that's not a hard denim. It's okay. tough for me to go back to the old world. I'm changed, Logan. Yeah, yeah. Um, luckily, <laughs> yeah, we we have to wear denim to work, but it used to be that we had to wear like dress, like not dress pants, but not jeans. Slacks. Like we couldn't wear, yeah, slacks. <laughs> I think it says that. Chinos. In- <laughs> I'm like, this is terrible. Um <laughs> I, but I, I was never a sweat, like a sweat or jogger fan, mm. uh, really. And then I've, I've really embraced it mostly because I've gained like another person's weight <laughs> on top of me during the pandemic. So they're just very comfortable. They're very comfortable. Very comfortable. Um, I read in your bio that, and this is a direct quote, it says, mm. bringing laughter to people's lives even before you held a microphone. Uh, Tell us what that I'm means. I'm to update that bio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, I've, I've always loved to make people laugh. I've always loved to try to put smiles on faces, like since... Being out of, you know, just little kid, but especially in school, like the school, the school playground, the cafeteria, the hallways like that, that was such a foundational moment. And so when I realized that I could do it, enjoy doing it, I was like, oh, I want more of it. And so, you know, especially when I got the teachers on my side, yeah, I am saying like, if you could get a teacher on your side, oh, it was golden. The class is cracking up. The teacher breaks. Um, and so, yeah, way before, you know, I even thought about getting, which was a long time later, thought about getting on the stage. It was a real joy for me to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like everybody has the kid. Like if you think back to school or kids, because there were multiples, like that could always alleviate like tension, like made the class mm-hmm. laugh, like was very yeah. fun to be around. Uh, so those, those are blessings for people like that aren't, you know, that are, uh, boring students like me. Were you a good student? I was a great student. I was a great okay. student. I I love school in general. And I was a great student. I had high expectations at home and uh, I took pride in my work. Yeah. When you were, I know you said you, it was a long time before you thought about even getting on stage. What did you want to be initially when you were uh, growing up? Yeah, that's a great question. So I had a couple phases and I, I, I know we're not at my questions to ask you, but I'm just intrigued about you yeah. as well with this. So like my first my first dream job ever was I wanted to be an author. I loved writing stories, notebook, okay. paper, rip them out, staple them. Um, and then I had a short stand for like two weeks. I wanted to be a clown. Um, okay. And then I broke out of that. And then for like a few years, like mid, middle school, early high school, uh, I want I want to be a wrestler. I was all in. My family and I will get into that maybe later, yeah. but wrestling yeah. was it for me. We, we had yeah. belts. We had annual matchups. It was a whole thing. I love um, that. And and then from my sophomore year of high school through my through the end of college, my college degree, uh, I wanted to be a sports anchor on ESPN. I thought I was okay. going to be on there with Scott Van Pelt and Damon Sumner. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to shoot high. Um, got to, <laughs> where, got to. Where, uh, I, so, yes, I know it's not time for the round two yet. Who, at this time, like, who was your, who were your, did you, like, come up with your own wrestling personas or did you, like, emulate other professional wrestlers? Or uh, both? Yeah, we had names. My my brother, mm-hmm. uh, so I was Nitro. Um, okay. My, my middle brother, he was a black dog. The youngest brother was the kid. Okay. <laughs> my dad was the crusher. 
Yeah. Uh, we had special moves. It was it was a whole. We used to wrestle like on the stairs of our apartment complex, like no holes barred in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> it was we were committed. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun when you have brothers because yeah. most of the time, if the, even if they're not into it, like wrestling per se, like you can usually con them into some pretty fun matches yeah. um, and crazy stunts and things like that. So I feel like we all had those. Like, uh, and then it was like, oh, don't tell mom you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get up, get up. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> we probably all had concussions. <laughs> Clearly. I thought I, I thought I had killed my brother one year. True story. It was, it arguably was one of the, the scariest days as a big brother. I tried to hit him with a, with a Steve Nash, just power bomb. And we're on this queen size bed and I'm, I missed some of the bed and he lands very hard on his head. Oh and yeah. I think he's in shock. I think the air is knocked out. He does not move. It feels like eternity, but it probably yeah. was like a second or two. And like my gut was in my toes. And and then he got up, we took a deep breath, and then we kept wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> the match must go on. Had to go on. Somebody's got to win Show's this belt. Go on. Somebody's got to be the uh, intercontinental champion in here. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't have that be vacant. No. <laughs> Was uh so you I know you said you were a good student and you obviously were funny at school. Did you tell me about a time if you ever if it ever happened that you got in trouble at school? Uh yes. So <laughs> in uh in first grade, uh this was one of the times that it really hit me hard. In first grade, uh Heather Wade, I'll never forget, she cut me. We were going to the zoo uh that Friday, it was like a Wednesday. We were going to the zoo and I was a good kid, yada yada yada, and she cut me in a water fountain line and I punched her in the gut. I punched her dead in her belly. <laughs> and she tattled on me. Tattled, little tattle tale. And uh, my mom got called. I almost lost the field trip. And I just was humbled so quickly. Just my throne mm-hmm. that I had built was just destroyed. <laughs> um, and that was the first time again. Like, that memory is vivid because it was one of those moments my mom quickly reminded me, even at a young age, because she had to go work. She, she had to go to proud for the family. So there were several times I just was in this, you know, just thrusted into this leadership role. Like, can't be in here getting in trouble and punching people in the stomach. Um, and so that was the first time I really was like, wow, okay, I I am a big brother. And that does mean something. Yeah. Ooh, she never saw it coming, though. No, no, she ain't see it coming. <laughs> what, what's wrong with you? Just bang. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um. My other school question for you is, t- tell us about the worst yearbook picture you ever took. Uh, yes. So the worst yearbook <laughs> picture I took was probably, it was probably like eighth grade. I had braids, uh, which was fine, but I was in between smiles. And people don't talk about this enough when you're trying to figure out as a young person, the transition of the smile. You go big teeth, you, you lose teeth, you buck teeth, uh, you know, you got braces, no braces. Then you go the no teeth smile and you go the big teeth smile. And I was in this weird no teeth teeth smile. And I just kind of had my lip up and my eyes didn't really look at the camera. And it's just, we did not buy those to answer to you. Those those stayed in the catalog <laughs> with a watermark. No. Yeah. <laughs> but but it made it to a yearbook, of course. <laughs> yes, of course it did. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were no retakes in 94. <laughs> Yeah, no. Mm-mm. By the time my brother was in school, they started doing like retouching and shit. Yeah, like nah. they would, yeah, I was like, nah. no, we never had any <laughs> no. of that. Next. <laughs> <laughs> so you bounced around, it sounds like, from from uh, 
a couple different places, uh, probably attended multiple schools, things like that. Did you have a, did you find like humor as a way that you could like fit in with new, with new kids or what, um, like, did you use it as a way to sort of like establish yourself quickly? Yeah, quickly that in sports, you know, I was a pretty athletic guy. So, um, like if I could get you, if I could sit beside you, we were, I was the student who was going to do great in work, but I was going to cut up. But I wasn't gonna. It wasn't gonna affect my work. So I said yeah. I was out here trying to eat from both sides of the table. Um, so yeah, like that, it helped me deescalate conflict. Like I remember this one time this dude wanted to fight me. The only time a kid in school wanted to fight me, and you know, it was a time where like I don't really, I'm not. Re- I kind of retired from like roasting. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not really my lane anymore. But like I was like, he's either going to punch me. The only thing I had was to verbally de-escalate him immediately. And like mm-hmm. I hit him with like four just rows in front of everybody. Boom, 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 boom. And he walked away saddened. He could not take it. Um, so it was definitely a big part of my life growing up. Um, switching gears a little bit. Uh, I hope. I hope that this wasn't a similar scenario. Did you like go to prom in high school? I did go to prom in high school. I did go to pr- prom. Prom is overrated. I don't yeah. know if that's a hot take on this podcast, <laughs> but prom is overrated. You build it up in all the movies. And um, I got there and, you know, I, I didn't have a, I didn't really have anybody to go with per se. So I asked this girl, we were friends, but um, it just, she just was kind of unknowingly into another guy and it was clear by the midway through prom so we didn't dance together we we didn't really hang out much at prom i'm like i just rented a ford contour for 42 dollars a day i'm gonna need a little bit of attention here okay yeah yeah and so it was just it was just it was a good time but once you're there it was like oh this this isn't it yeah yeah you at least needed some slow dancing though at the least I didn't get not a single slow dance. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a single. I didn't put no hands on no lower backs. I got a too much, man. No. Disrespectful, Logan. Yeah, that is that is one one of my uh, prom dates deleted me on Facebook. Mm. Yeah, I want to slow down and, and just say you said prom dates. What does that mean? Oh, uh, it's just two years. Okay, okay. Like one my junior year, one my senior year. Okay. It was the same scenario. I was friends with both of them. It wasn't like a romantic thing. It was, you know. Yes. One of my, I was like Hugh Hefner. I went with three different. I was like, this man out here pulling. Okay. What? <laughs> look, look, imagine this face 20 years ago. That was me at prom. Like there's no pulling nothing. The only thing I'm pulling is like from the appetizer table, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the mod sticks, Logan. <laughs> I mean, I had a good time, but uh, yeah. Woo. So yeah, I still stay in touch with one of my prom dates, I yeah. guess on Facebook. The other one uh, deleted me because of my political views. <laughs> Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. (laughs) Um, What was it that made you uh, go to the University of North Texas? Um, (laughs) Convenience. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Fair. (laughs) At that moment in my life, my my parents hadn't went to college. And as the oldest, you know, that was pretty much the expectation. And I was down to go. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. Um, But there wasn't like, there wasn't any like collegiate legacy. Um, So I pretty much was applying. I, I probably only applied to like three or four schools. And I was like, I need any type of grant or scholarship money. And um, so University of Texas was cool. It was um, definitely a great school that I eventually loved and, and had a great time with. And then eventually, I didn't even know this, my girlfriend who became my wife in college, um, she you know went there as well. So, so wait, were you married in college? 
I got married. We got married going into our senior year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right on. I was about, I would think I was about to sneeze and I had a pause. Uh, did you, you guys have some, uh, pre, some pretty esteemed notable alumni from university of North Texas. Did you know that? Logan, I had zero idea. I <laughs> am not, I am not a great alumni in, at any school, not high school, not college. Once I left, I'm like, I'm gone. Don't ask for no more money. Yeah. Actually don't ask for it when I'm there either. Um, <laughs> Please. <laughs> So I'm going to, there, I found three people that were interesting to okay. me. One was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Shut up. Yeah. I don't know if he graduated, but he went to school there. <laughs> That's enough. I mean, cause he went on to be a professor, obviously. Yeah. Do you know who Maren Morris is? She's a country singer. Maybe. Yeah. And the other one is not that cool, but I had to tell you it's Dr. Phil. Really? Which made my head explode. I didn't know he Dr. went to college. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Phil. Is he really a doctor? I don't think so. I don't I, think so. Uh-uh. No, I think, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't, you know. I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Don't come sue me, Dr. Phil. Please I have, don't. You may be a doctor. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to your practice. That's for sure. Not at um, all. So you studied journalism there, right? This was when you were in your ESPN phase? Yeah, studied journalism. That was it. That was the one one college degree I was able to do. I was able to do um, two years of the radio, um, three years of the uh, television station, and you know Denton, about an hour uh, northwest of Dallas, uh, was you know a college town. So the TV and the radio kind of went out to people. Like it wasn't just like for college students; it was for people, oh, okay. which was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, so that was a really great experience. But um, you know that was that kind of pretty much once I graduated and moved to Atlanta. Those those hopes and dreams faded. Did you go to Atlanta like literally right after graduation? Yeah, my wife and I moved, um, picked up, wanted to do some different new adventure, moved to the A. Were you out in uh, on time, or did you have to stick around and do extra semesters? No, no, no. I was. <laughs> I told you, I was a studious <laughs> fella. Uh, so we got it in. Also, half of the money was um, I didn't have to pay back if I graduated on time. So that was oh. important. Hell yeah, yeah. I was somewhat, well, I didn't start studious in college, but I actually had to stick around for an extra semester. Mm. My wife likes to remind me of that now. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I had to pay for an extra semester. I had though. to pay for an extra semester. <laughs> she's working on the wiping techniques. You got a good one. Yeah, I know, yeah. She Well, she's a kindergarten teacher, so uh, it's appropriate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you find a job in Atlanta, and is that why you led, what led you there, or were you like, I want to go to Atlanta, and I'll find a job when I get there? Uh, we want to mix it up. We left Atlanta, do some different adventure. We, we both didn't want to live in Louisiana, Texas long-term. Um, so that's one piece of the puzzle. And, you know, I went, this was back in the day. So I had my DVDs of my newscasting reel DVDs. I was out here in the streets, hitting the pavement, walking to news stations. But this is also at the time of that recession, that 08, 2009 recession. And they were like, man, we ain't hiring no entry level people. And so in college, I was, while I was getting my degree, I was working at a facility that, um, where kids who are abused and neglected and were taken from their families, they lived there and they went to school there. So I did that for two years and, um, worst job and the best job at the same time for a year and a half. When I couldn't find a job in Atlanta, I found another facility and I was doing that, making ends meet. I was making $12 an hour to wrestle girls. And I was like, I can't do this for my life. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and that's really in 2010, 
probably apart from getting married was the most important year in my life because in 2010 I um I start stand up I have my first child and I start teaching and all those those three things were for the next decade uh just paramount for my life yeah that's a that's a big year yeah what were you teaching did you teach like journalism no I um uh, so those so I had you know those kids who I was working with those facilities yeah. had you know a variety of special needs so um, that was that still is always one of the most critical areas of need for schools. So I, long story short, got this uh, um, alternative certification as a special okay. ed teacher for elementary. And so I started uh, for like the first nine years, it was, I was an elementary special ed teacher. Right on, right on. And then, so you, that's when you started stand up. What was it? Um, I know that obviously you had like the history of like making of humor and like making people laugh and things like that. Was there like a specific comedian or like specific comedians bit that you first remember, like inspiring you to be like, I want to try this? No. So my story, when I hear podcasts, it's always interesting because a lot of times I'll hear comics talk about, you know, my, my mom used to have on the, the prior albums or, you know, my dad had the Carlin going. I had none of that. I grew up in a very Christian sheltered home. We weren't having none of that Kings of Comedy profanity coming in here. Mm-mm, you understand? And I, so, I do. <laughs> and, um, and so sitcoms was, was where I was, apart from like family and friends, my brothers, we, we used to have these crazy things called tea parties uh, on Friday nights. We would get some little Debbie's and Capri Suns, turn off the lights in our bed and just roast uh, anybody we could think of. And it would just be three brothers just laughing for days. Um, that but, uh, but sounds amazing. <laughs> but sit- like, can we do that now? We could. I'm, I'm all in, Logan. I'm all in. <laughs> um, and so, but sitcoms was it. So TGIF. Okay. That WB lineup, Steve Harvey, Jamie Foxx show, that's where really I was like, oh, this laughter I'm getting every night, five days a week was really where it was. I didn't even watch stand up prior to college. So then talk me through like the first time you decide that you're going to give it a try. Sure. Like, did you, <laughs> was it like open mic? Was it mm-hmm. like, how did you, yeah. W- w- what made you go yeah. and try it the first time? Got you. So I'm hanging out with some friends um, and one of my best friends, David Perdue, great Atlanta comic. Um, he and I were there, we're laughing. Ha ha ha. And somebody says, and this is the only part of my memory that I, I hate. I can't remember. Somebody says, cause they're an integral part of my journey. They say, Hey, y'all are hilarious. Have y'all ever thought about doing stand up? I had never thought about it. I didn't think it was really a job. I was just started teaching, got a baby. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how not to uh, make these kids get upset in class. And so like, I just like making people laugh. And so David and I were like, yeah, well, we, we could try it. Who knows? And we sign up at one of the great uh, comedy clubs here in Atlanta, Laughing Skull Lounge. Mm-hmm. And we sign up October 27, 2010. And literally the rest is history. You know, I had a lot of friends and family there that first time. Goes great the first time. The first three months, I bomb every time. Um, but but yeah, that was that was that's how the journey started. Yeah. It's awesome that it went great. Do you think it went great because you had people there or like just like what was the difference between that and then like the times that you did it afterwards where you were bombing? Because I'm assuming the material was probably the same right. or like slightly tweaked. Okay. Yeah, it definitely was it definitely was probably 60-40. Adrenaline, excitement, friends, family. Yep. 
And then I think as crowd members in comedy, they were not great. Like in a sense of like knowing what great comedy was. And then me as an open micer, giving them that not great material. So I think it was a concoction because it definitely was the same material for three months. Interesting. I'm like a hobby stand-up comedian. Let's say that. Uh, Cause I don't do it enough to like say that I am an actual comedian. Uh, <laughs> but um, I saw somebody perform here in Chicago, this was years ago, but she was, she must've been in town, like doing feature slots at Zany's mm. the whole week. Mm-hmm. And so we, my wife and I actually had tickets to two different shows that week of two different comedians, but she was the feature both times. Mm. The first time crickets. Mm. I mean, it was awkward, mm. painful, you know, the second time, same exact material. People were dying. Crazy. And it was, it wasn't the late drunk show either. Like, I mean, it was like, so it, it just goes to show you, like, sometimes it can just be the makeup of what, of the room isn't there. Right. So, um, it's interesting though. Cause you know, if she, she probably walked away one night thinking like, shit, why am I doing this? And the next night, like Absolutely. I just crushed it, you know, and it was the same, <laughs> same exact set. Yeah. So I always like to hear how people like what their take is on that. Yeah. That she definitely, that first night was emotionally eating afterwards. That's for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. it is so crazy how, a room full of strangers can come in and then be like, all right, we're not going to like this, right? All right, we're not going to like yeah, this. Yeah. Um, and then the same set, same person, same desire to be great, and then it crushes the same night but at a different time. It's the most like um, amazing and abusive Without a doubt. <laughs> thing at the Without same time. Without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been doing, doing stand-up for uh, quite a while now then um, and had some really cool experiences. Like, So one of the things I wanted to ask about is you spent a year touring China. Yeah, yeah. What was that like, and how did you end up there? Yeah, teaching. Teaching got me there. Um, yeah, new adventure, travel abroad, and taught over there in Shanghai. Shanghai was dope. It's an amazing city. And um, and so I connected with some great comics, uh, and I actually helped open the first mainland comedy club in China, um, which, is, which is my two truths and a lie. And, uh, and so... Um, yes, yeah, so that was dope. And we were over there for a year. I was working with Disney. Disney had English schools over there. And um, and so, you know, I traveled a little bit, Beijing, Hangzhou, Shenzhen, some other cool cities. Um, so here's the thing about that. So I was doing it for about a, about two years. And this at this moment, you know, I'm still not a great comic, but I get over there. And this was a really paramount point for me as a comedian in the craft. I love the craft. Um and at this moment, I realized a couple of things. One, uh, I heard a, um, I heard a quote from Chris Rock. Chris Rock is my goat. He's my greatest of all time comic. That's how I feel. Um, and he says something. He said, I want to be able to take my same set, kill at the Apollo. And then I want to be able to go take that same set and kill at Carnegie Hall. And right. And so there's universality about bringing joy and laughter to everybody on the globe or something. I'm like, yeah, I want that. And when I got to Shanghai, the Americanese, the, the cultural pop references, you know what I'm saying? These things here were not going to work. Not saying my my stand-up even had a ton of them, but they just weren't gonna work. And I had to look at a room with 12 native, you know, Chinese people, six uh British folks, two people from Finland, you know, these four girls from Australia studying abroad, two South Americans, and we're just all in this room studying abroad, living abroad, expats, whatever. I'm like, all right, what's bringing us together? What are the common threads as humans that I can bring together to make us laugh? And so it really pushed me as as a writer, as a comic, as a performer, and I'm forever grateful for that as a comedian. That's no, that's amazing. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, 
wow, you know, again, it's like there are those universal truths and um, mm-hmm. people people find humor in in things that are funny universally true in, yeah. in a universal level. Definitely. Um, switching gears a little bit, one of the other interesting things I think is that you've done some headlining for Carnival Cruises. What is it like to do comedy on a cruise ship? I've never been on a cruise ship, so. Never been on a cruise ship? Come nope. on, Logan. Nope. Nope. What's holding you back? It seems I honestly this and this is an old man thing. Um, I'm afraid that I'll get seasick and that we'll <laughs> I'll, like we'll be because I have like I've had like vertigo issues and shit in the past. Mm, um, OK, which I used to think was a made up thing until I had it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then really quickly, I was like, I was a believer. Um, but so I'm I'm worried that like, you know, if it's a, even like a f- four day cruise mm. that you're like, it's, you got four days of like misery, you know? Mm, mm. I hear you. What about you think your wife would be down? No, no. She thinks, <laughs> look, she thinks they're trashy. I'm going to get in trouble for saying that, but she's like, mm, it just seems a little like she okay. kind of equates it to like, do you know what golden corral is? I do. Okay. She kind of equates it to like golden uh, corral on a boat. Uh, I see. I see. I hear you. I've, I've heard that many times. couple things. One, if I may give a few suggestions, yeah, there please. are, there are tiers to the cruise lines, just like there's tiers, right? To chain restaurants, right? So you have lower tiers and you have higher tiers. So that's, that's one recommendation to start at a mid to higher tier because mm-hmm. the quality the amenities are definitely going to be better. Um, and if you were hypothetically going to go on one, definitely as a first time, I always recommend first timers go on the shortest cruise possible. You get in, you hit two islands, you're back at home. So those are just two recommendations you put in your pocket for a rainy year. Um, but, uh, I don't know if you, have you ever talked with another, uh, comic or performer who's worked cruises? No, no. So my experience for the two years, and we can get to this in a moment here, um, were fantastic. I working with Carnival. Carnival was great. The the employees were great. The experience was great. As a comedian, I I would get and I would get on and get off, right? So that's a benefit right there. I wasn't on for three months, six months. I get on for five days, get off. Get off for seven days, get off. Okay. So I, I got treated as a, like a guest. So I had those perks, right? Which was cool. And then you have to have like ninety minutes at this time anyway. You have to have ninety minutes of material. Okay. I had to have I had to do two family shows, but I could repeat. So that's one half hour. Then I had to do two different uh, adult half hours. So that equals the 90 right there. Building, doing five shows or 10 shows, if it was a longer cruise and building material, fine tuning material, working the craft. I don't have any friends on this ship. Logan, it's just me, me (laughs) in the buffet. Okay. So I'm fine tuning. I'm listening. I'm editing. I'm working it out. I'm crowd working, saving it. So I was able to really build another hour, another half hour of material that's going to transfer not just to ships, but all over the world. Right. So and then I also what I loved about Carnival and this isn't a sponsor ad unless they want to sponsor me. But like (laughs) uh, they were one of the few cruise lines that actually set it up as a comedy club. Like when you go to this room, the lights low, the ceiling's low, there's a host. You come into this room, this for comedy. Yep. And that was dope. So I, for the two years I did it, um, I loved it. That's amazing. Did you get to take your uh, wife with you? You know what? You were by right? yourself. We were pl- 2020. We oh, were yeah. planning for spring break. And, um, you know, we're going to go do yada, yada, yada. And we know how that turned out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, the, I think it's uh, interesting too, like some of the people that you've, that you've gone and performed with. So like Eliza, 
um, Schlesinger, Brent Morin, Todd Glass, Sarah Tana. I love Sarah Tana. Um, She's great. Who, <laughs> out of people that have like uh, that you've performed with, um, who has the best like uh, backstage snacks? Backstage snacks. That's a great question. Probably, um, probably George Wallace. Okay, I performed with George Wallace. We did a two man show. I do twenty minutes. He brings me up. I, I bring him up. He brings me back up and roasts me in front of my in-laws for 15 minutes straight. I have no mic to go back and forth. I just stand there. You know, he's in his, I don't know, 60s. I'm in my late 20s. And I'm just there, just humbled in front of 400 uh, black grown folks and just getting belittled by one of the best comics ever. Uh, classic memory. But yeah, he had in there, he had some real, he just had real food. Okay. And I just remember he like, he wasn't messing around with M&M's, Doritos. We was out here eating real. And uh, I can always respect that. I love that. I love that. Um, let's talk about the album a little bit. Let's do so it. It's your debut album. It's out March 25th. It's mm-hmm. called I Know Who I Am. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I mentioned before we got on the air, your people were kind enough to give me a preview. I appreciate my um, people. It's very, very funny. Um, Thank you, man. Um, I've also seen like, uh, and I think this was not this was not related to the album, but um, but it made me think of it. It was like, a, I think that somebody once described you as a blend of Kevin Hart and Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Um, and I can definitely see that at least from like come through a little bit in pieces of the album. So I think that's interesting. Um, what was your strategy for like sorting through all the material and the jokes Mm. that you performed Mm -hmm. and deciding like, yep, this is the album material and nope, Mm -hmm. this isn't right. Like, yeah. Cause you had, you had, it's a, it's a about 45 minutes, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought about it long and hard. And so everything I've gotten in my career, uh, really has been by me. So here's the thing about me. It's important to know as, as we become friends, Logan, this is important to know. I am a cold email connoisseur. I take pride in shooting all the shots. And so from cruises to colleges, to the dope shows, I, I take pride in running here, uh, to this album. They just come from me reaching out. And so that was, and as independent and DIY have I been, the one thing I didn't want to do DIY and independent personally was the album. Sure. And so graciously, I, I've been working uh, mightily with Helium Records, which has been fantastic. And I was processing this because um, just to shoot back for half a second, I went full time. So I taught for a decade and I was able to go full time with comedy in 2018, which was a huge thing. And so I'm doing colleges, doing cruises full time, you know, clubs, et cetera, yada, yada. And, you know, then the pandemic hits. I go back in the classroom. I've got mouths to feed. I'm a father of three, got a wife, you know what I'm saying? And which has been great. But uh, as we're recording this episode here, uh, I'm not going to be returning back and I'm going to get back to being a full time creative comic, et cetera. And so for me, thinking about this album, one, I was like, all right, I want to put out the best album, period, right? I wanted to be funny. I want to feel proud about my work, build this body of work. But I also, right, there's this element of artist side and business side. And so I put the business hat on for a second. I was like, all right, well, income. What type of ways can I get income? And streams, right? Uh, Specifically with Sirius, right? Online plays, things of that nature. So comparatively... Um, if I'm authentically myself, I am comparatively a cleaner comic. That's just who I am, who I've always been. And so I was like, all right, well, let's do the best stuff that's clean 
so that we have more chances, as you know, I've heard from other comics, I've heard from my record label, uh, to get more spins, more stations, mm-hmm. more plays, more money. Um, so it was this fine balance of the artist and the, and the business side. So when I say goodbye to that teacher's stable income come end of May, you know, hopefully by that time and the album's out, you know, big things are beginning to move in the right direction where I've got that income coming in. So that's one piece. Um, and then most of that material, kind of that greatest hits of the first 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And so now I've got this other hour I'm excited to tour on, sell the album, and then perform this new hour. So the do you, you're planning the tour, sorry, the, this is not directly related to the album, but you're planning the tour like for once you're done with, um, with the school year this year? Yep. Yeah, I've okay. already began to start booking. Um, I'm going to start with a week in Denver, and then the tour kicks off okay. uh, mid, mid to late June. Awesome. That's awesome. I don't want to like go into any of the bits or anything, obviously, because I want I want people to listen and, and enjoy it start to finish. But I do want to talk about one little piece, if it's OK with you, please, where you are spot on in saying that as a society, we are way too flippant in slandering chain restaurants. Come on, let's talk about it, Logan. I literally was like, amen. <laughs> like, so one of the restaurants that you reference, um, that really took me back to times, let's call it BC before COVID, mm-hmm. um, was CC's pizza. Come on now. My God. Um, so for, <laughs> I miss, I miss CC's so miss much, it. <laughs> so much. Um, and it made me think that we, uh, we used to go and like there, you know, the, the brownies that have like the powdered yes, sugar on the top. Yes. Yeah. I would take them back to my table, put them on the plate, wrap them in napkins and stuff them in my hoodie, like pocket or whatever, like my jacket pocket yeah. so that I could like take them out. But CC's amazing. Amazing. Five, it's like even what? $5. It's probably more than that now, but like $5, who cares? Salad, pasta, mm. pizza, like breadsticks. Those, those, like he- cheesy, those bread. cheesy bread. Ooh. Yeah. Oh my God, people are sleeping on CC. Sleeping, bro. You want, and what's crazy is like they would have options, but you also could be like, hey, can I get this, this, and this? And they'd be like, all yeah. right, and make it. Yeah. Yeah, it was like made to order. Yes. And it wasn't, yeah, because I, uh, when I was young, I remember like they used to have this thing called, called the Pizza Hut Lunch Buffet. Are yeah. you familiar? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it was like from 11 to 1, you know, so it was kind of the same concept, yeah, but it yeah. was like limited time window, right? And it was at Pizza Hut. And I remember like, we always were like just wanting the pepperoni pizza because it was like, their pepperoni is really good, right? Yeah. And so, um, but I feel like, yeah, you're right. Like they had this like chicken bacon ranch one or something at CC's, I feel like. And like, they were just out of it. And I was like, Oh, do you have any more? And they were like, yeah. Or is a Buffalo chicken. That was uh, what it was a Buffalo chicken. Yeah. And they were like, Oh no, but like, let me just whip one up. Literally 12 <laughs> minutes bro. later, bro, the damn thing was out. CC's CC's will forever have a special place in my heart, man. Like just, just as a young family, young mom trying to make it, you know, whether it was a, a big surprise or where it was after a game, like first off, it never failed us. Let's just start yeah. with that. It never failed yeah. us. And the affordability the, yeah. Oh, you can eat for only two ninety nine. That jingle still sits in my soul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get a yeah. red cup and drink all you want. You would just uh. sit there and eat till you're stuffed. Yeah. It was, and then they had they came out with the little apple, uh, apple little dessert pizza. <gasps> yes, 
Forever a yeah. special place, man. But yeah, the yeah. chain the chain restaurant slander has been happening a lot, specifically from the older millennials and down. And yes. I just I just have to get it out there, man. We are chain restaurant people in our Come house. On. Like we, we are hardcore. We like I'm not saying that I don't love a good like sure. you know one off place yeah. that's like got some great. But like, look, if I I can order Red Robin here. I can order Red Robin in Colorado. <laughs> yes. I can order Red Robin in Virginia, Sex. and it's going to taste the same. same. Taste the same. I'm not going to have to. I don't even have to yelp it. I don't have to look it up. No. If I nope. walk into this chili, I know what this Mexican corn is going to uh, taste like, and I'm locked in. Yeah. 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 So I, I am, I am with you 100. percent Olive Garden, Red I am Lobster. With you 100 percent too. Come on. People, Come on, people don't. <laughs> People disrespect fast food restaurants when they have no right to do so. Like when you were people like my age, like older millennials and down, like you were mm-hmm. saying, like, cause like when you were down, when you had nothing else, who was mm. there for you? Taco Bell. Mm. Taco Bell was there for you. Buck, mm. buck 29 for a burrito. You knew exactly what you were getting and yep. it, it, it was there in your darkest hour. And now you're going to turn around <laughs> And go to go to some fancy ass. No, uh-huh. no, go no. home. No, no go parking. Home. You got eight dollars. You got to you got to call no. ahead to make reservation. Just no. drive up and there, like, just open the door and you're home. Who's who's messing with the butter from the Texas Roadhouse, man? Stop playing with us. Stop playing with us. <laughs> yeah, Mm-mm. stop playing with us. Mm-mm. It's it's funny because like I remember. It started it, when I was listening and, and that that specific part of the album, it took me back to like, did you ever have a Chi-Chi's restaurant? I didn't have a Chi-Chi's. What is that? I don't know if it was like regional or not, but mm. it was like, did, did you ever have Don Pablo's? Yep. Yep. Okay. It was similar to a Don okay. Pablo's, but it was like a little more um, Chachi. Okay. So, so like they would paint, like it had, it looked like, uh, you know, more Southwestern on yeah, the outside yeah. and they would paint it like vibrant colors. <laughs> the reason that I wanted to go there for my birthday, that was, these were like special occasion restaurants yep. for us, you know, yep. like it was like, oh shit, my mom and dad are like taking me out to Chi-Chi's for my birthday. I'm going to get a fried ice cream. Come on. Yeah. But they also at Chi-Chi's for a while, um, they would put a sombrero on you and sing it happy birthday to you. And you got to keep the sombrero. Okay. So we go, it's August. We go for my brother Brent's birthday, happy birthday, fried ice cream, sombrero. Mm. We go in October for my brother Ryan's birthday, fried ice cream, happy birthday, Mm. sombrero. Next, the next May rolls around. I'm like, you know where I'm going. Come on. I'm going to Chi-Chi's. Fried ice cream. Happy birthday. No sombrero. What? I'm the only one in my family that didn't get a birthday sombrero. What they happened? Stopped, they stopped doing it. <laughs> Somebody sent an email. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't cheap. I mean, they were just letting people take whatever they wanted, right? But took a whole sombrero. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was like a cheap one, but still, you sure, know, but when you're still. giving those things out, cause you know, people are coming in there and lying saying it's their birthday for the free fried ice cream too. Oh my goodness. The birth, the free birthday, mm-hmm. the free birthday dinner. I mean, that's a win. You're not getting that everywhere. No. Yeah. I love all of them, man. I, you know, Applebee's gets a lot of flack. I know they had a rough week this week, They did, uh, <laughs> but, but I, their food is still good. I need to go back and listen to that part. I need to make that a, a piece of my merch. I'm getting ready for this album release party. And I think I think there's other people like us, fellas, out here. There are a lot. I need to make some stickers and buns. I think, too, this is um, and this is a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it'll over-index with males who are being suppressed by their female partners. Because <laughs> I feel like they're bougie. I agree. Yeah, and the guys are like, no, nah, I like to just... Uh, 
you know, yeah. yeah, take me anywhere. Let's go to TGI Fridays <laughs> and sit down. Hell yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, thanks for going on that journey with me. But um, for people for people listening to the podcast, let's do a giveaway. Let's do a giveaway of a copy of the album that comes out March 25th. Yes, it does. Look for our Instagrams. We'll put it on both of ours. Maybe we can go live on Instagram, actually, and do it. Uh, Man, I'm high. I'm down. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Because then it'll pull both of our people. Yeah. Yeah, we'll announce it. Okay, so we'll just say that. Stay tuned. Uh, This this episode's coming out March 22nd. That week, we will be doing an Instagram live session where we will give away a copy of the album. Nice. Um, and it is well worth the time. We'll come up with something great, great for you uh, to have to do to to win it. Love it, because now we got time. We got time. Um, my last question on the album is why Raleigh? So I didn't want to do it in Atlanta because I knew I was going to do the greatest hits, and I've put on a lot of shows here, and so I wanted every joke to have the chance to be at its peak. So I was like, all right, well, I want that. And then, like I said, I've been working with Helium, who's been great. They've got several clubs around the country. So I want to get it out in 2021. I mean, I want to record it in 2021 so I could be out in 2022 because I know it wasn't coming back, right? All those business side conversations decisions. Um, and I've heard great things about Good Nights Comedy Club in Raleigh. So it just it just aligned and it worked out. It sounded fun. Like Look, it was a good time. I had my my um again, David Purdue, we've been together since the beginning, and then another great Atlanta comic, Nathan Owens. So it was just a great road trip. Awesome. That's fun. That's fun. Cool. Uh one of the my last questions in this round is um related to the two podcasts that you uh that you are on and regularly release. Um if you had to give us like if this was the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and you had thirty seconds to hype them, how would you describe the podcast to people that haven't listened to it before? Good. Which both of them? Yeah, you can take thirty seconds for each, though. Got it. Uh, yeah, so fourth and two million dollars. Got it. I'll take it. I'll take. I'll take a half a hundred. Uh, yeah, fourth and ten. Three comics, ten topics. It's a sportsish podcast. So if you're not a sports fan, we're right up your alley. You know, we don't break down sports. We laugh about dumb things sports related, like the fact that Kevin Durant would drink the bathwater of Scarlett Johansson. These are the things that ESPN isn't talking about, people. Um, so that's that one. And then I have a podcast with my amazing wife. Uh, it's called Sum It Up with the Sumners. Releases every Tuesday. We're all about empowering uh, married millennials to enjoy marriage one convo at a time. And so, you know, a lot of times you'll hear married folk that be like, man, how's, how's marriage going? Ah, uh, you know, it's just the old, you know, she all up on me, you know what I'm saying? You know how it is right now with these ladies. And I'll be like, how long have you been married? And they'll be like, ah, about a week and a half. <laughs> and so, so I'm out here just trying to encourage and remind them, no, you made a dope decision and it's better than being in these streets. So yeah. those are the two, man. Yeah. No, that I love that. I love, uh, because my wife is my best friend, you know, Come um, on. it's, and look, I didn't know that I wiped my butt wrong without her. So look at all the things that could, your life improves every day, things, man. Every, every day, day. every day, every day. <laughs> um, awesome. That's great. Yeah. Uh, we will put links to both of those also in the show notes. So Thank uh, you. feel free to pop over and check those out as well. Those are all my questions for the first round. Um, are you good to move into the second round, the five for five round? Let's do it, Logan. All right. So the five for five round, you will appreciate this, I think, um, is named after an Arby's culinary deal from the 1990s where you used to get five classic roast beef sandwiches for $5. I remember that. Yeah. My dad, uh, when when uh, my mom was working in the evenings, that was a staple in our house for dinner because it was cheap. And we didn't have a CC's around then. Um, 
So in this round, sorry, <laughs> in this round, uh, I have five questions prepared for you. You get to ask me five questions. You are the guest. Um, so I'll let you do your first question and then I'll do my first and then we'll go back and forth. Fantastic. So I, I was telling Kenny, I was listening to the episode with Rob Hayes. Oh, love Rob. <clears throat> Rob's great. And so my questions that I had, I was like, oh, that was boring. So now that I've talked with you for a good while now, I feel more confident to just go off the dome. So yeah, my first go. question yeah. here, um, if we are choosing one that we haven't talked about, right? We talked about CCs. We're choosing another chain. We're finna go hang out, have a good time. What is that chain? You're like, Damon, we have to go here. Okay. Um, <laughs> this kid, I mean, this, this my, my first, my go-to choice is a little controversial. Um, mm -hmm. Well, just, it's not like everybody's thing, but it's, mm -hmm. it's definitely mine. So my mom was, um, she was very into cooking, um, mm -hmm. but she cooks everything with bacon grease, mm. butter. I mean, it's very Southern. Um, very Southern. And uh, so the closest thing that I can get to her food from a restaurant chain is Cracker Barrel. Um, yeah. Again, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Some people are like, <laughs> the food is all beige. And I'm like, but it's also delicious. Um, that's probably if... Honestly, I like have had birthday dinners and stuff at Cracker Barrel, like recently, you know, like yeah. in the last couple of years. Um, I don't know if that counts or if you're looking for something a little no, more that like. Counts. No, no, that's it. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah. I can go, I can drive off the highway, take an exit and be at a Cracker Barrel. No, that's yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. My first question for you, um, I'm going to dig deep through a post that I saw that you made Jeez. on social media. Um, and it was about. The question, it was a post that you were resharing, and it was, which of these 12 donuts is the greatest of all time? Mm -hmm. And your choice was jelly donuts, mm -hmm. which are probably my least favorite donut. <laughs> so I would like for you to try to sell me. Yeah. Like if you had to pitch me on jelly donuts, mm -hmm. what, what would make me like them? Because I haven't liked them ever before. Sure. Are you a fan of pastries? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. You're a fan of pastries. Do you like glazed donuts? Absolutely. It's the best of both worlds right there. You just get the best of both worlds. You get the glaze on the outside, you got that exterior. And then here's the thing, because I think when people say jelly, in my mind, when I talk to people, they put all things donut related. That's anything, custard, filling, they lemon, anything that's got it. They just think that like, oh, well, that's all. No, no, no. I'm just talking about specifically sweet PB&J, that jelly feel. We all love a good little jelly. So I love the fact, I love a nice little pastry. I love that. I love the little glaze that I still get. So it's the ultimate mix. Okay. When's so the last I, time you had a jelly? When's the last time you had a jelly donut? It's been a long time, but see, in my head, I was doing exactly what you said. Like I was lumping in the custards and all mm -mm. the like. No, no, no. Because I don't like, <laughs> I don't like taking a bite of something and then having it squirt in my mouth. Yep. Yeah, I hear that. I respect that. I'm not here that. for that. I respect that. The anti-mouth squirt. I get that. Yeah. I hear you, Logan. Try it again. You're gonna you're gonna circle around on that Shreveport article, and then while you're reading that, get a jelly donut and come back to me. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you have? Um, I also don't like raspberry flavor. D is there like a good? Uh, like, do they come in other? So it depends on the on the the level of donut shops. I've had I've had raspberries are pretty basic, but I had a good strawberry. Um, I would like that. And I also had, like, do you mess with apple fritters? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I actually had one donut shop, mm, Texas or Louisiana, I don't remember, that did it uh, with apple. And I love okay. I, I love apple, apple fritter, apple pies, all that jazz. So I was like, oh, yeah. okay, that's that's a nice one. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe I should go to a real donut place because I also feel like one of the other mistakes I've made is I probably tried them at like a supermarket. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with no, a supermarket no. bakery, but, but but yeah, like maybe I should go to an actual bakery, a proper bakery, and get one that's not raspberry, and I will I will let you know. Try it again. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> All right. What's uh? It's time for your second question for me. Second question. Um, I was I wanted to know because I, I did a, a small dive, not as deep as you. Definitely a wrestler fan. Yeah. Um, and so we're having a wrestling match, right? Okay. Me and you, mano a mano. We're, we're full from the Cracker Barrel. Good times. Oh God. And you're trying to finish me off. What's your finishing move? Uh, did you ever? Um, again, I, I'm, I skew a little older than you, so I'm not sure if you'll even if you'll know what this is. If not, I'll send you a link to it. The most devastating finisher I've ever seen in my entire life was actually huh. from Shane Helms. Um, Come on, his uh, his finisher was called the Vertebreaker. Yeah, are you familiar? Yeah. Oh my God! It every time he hit it, it looked like the person. I was like, they're they have to be paralyzed, dead. Yeah, dead. Yeah. <laughs> now look, in this scenario, I'm assuming that I'm athletic and I can hit the Vertebreaker. Otherwise, it would just be like some sort of a splash because I would have weight on my side. And I saw Earthquake almost kill Hulk Hogan. So I know that that'll work. Facts. As long as you didn't hit me with the Rikishi, uh, Rishiki, I'm fine with that. Look, the way that I wipe, I'm not putting that, I'm not putting that near anyone. Uh, that's a great question, though. Yeah. Shout out to Shane Helms. The Vertebreaker was and didn't WWF banned it, of course. Of course. But um, but it, that finishing maneuver is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Respect it. My second question for you is what's the most useless talent that you possess? Mm, useless talent that I possess. That is a great question. Um, useless. Ooh, that's a word by itself. I know. I, it's a little uh, harsh, but no, it's, I'm trying to now. And then also talent, both of those words, that's very an intriguing concoction you got right there. I would say, uh, probably the most useless talent that I have is that, uh, uh, like I can, how do I want to put it? I, 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 I have, have been, I'm 35 and in my in my 25 of my 35 years i was able to be a quality singer okay right choirs performances solos um but it's completely useless wasted on me i'm sure there's other singers who would want it and i i would hold my own just based off of performances and feedback etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's completely wasted on me and so you know i probably i grew up again i grew up in the church and, um, and so all that was just a part of life. Um, yeah. but yeah, it is completely wasted on them. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, sh I should, I really should think about being more like Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is one of the most talented persons on the planet. I probably should probably start trying to pull that talent back out. Yeah. There's really nothing. Actually, he, uh, one of his songs came up on Sirius the other day or on the XM. I don't know what it's called. Sirius XM. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, I was listening and I was like, dang, like he's, he can do everything. Mm -hmm. Everything, yeah, everything, everything. All right. Question three. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you said you don't do stand up as much, so you wouldn't necessarily quote unquote label yourself a stand up if that was yeah. correct. Um, but comedy fan, two different. First off, you had tickets for two different shows on the same weekend. That's big ups right there. Yeah. But I want to know what is your favorite? Maybe not. What do you think is the best? Those are two different questions. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to have a very similar question coming up 
uh, after this. Okay. Because these two questions are, are two of my favorite questions I like to ask people. Okay. Um, what is your favorite comedy special? Um, <laughs> it's so it's it sounds um, it sounds bad maybe. Mm. I'm like you, like I wasn't exposed to a lot of comedy growing up and mm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with Fortune Feimster? Oh yeah. Okay. So she has a special that was uh, out on Netflix called Sweet Sweet and Salty. Sweet and Salty. I think it's very good. I think for me, like the reason that it resonates. Well, first two things about Fortune Feimster. I I am convinced that we may have been separated at birth as <laughs> twins because I Facebook has also tried to tag her as me um, in a picture that I got with her. Um, but but when you talk about like Hooters and like the upbringing and all like. There's so many, sim- like our yeah. Venn diagrams are very overlapping. Sure. Um, and so I think because of that, like, it's just very funny to me. And I also, th- I love her delivery. I mm-hmm. think she's really like come into her own as mm-hmm. like owning her, I mean, the persona of fortune. Right. Um, but yeah, I love that special so much. I've seen it. I know it just came out like, like I said, what, a year ago, year and a half ago, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but I've seen it so many times. It's, it's, it's probably my favorite one. Love it. Love and it, it. She's still great. makes me laugh even now. That's great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> My third question for you is if you were forced into a dance dance competition, what song would you pick to dance to? Ooh, what song would I pick to dance to? You know what? So, um, you know, middle school, high school, that's uh, early 2000s, late 90s there. And so it's going to have to be something that I probably can like do a little pop and lock with. So I don't know if you're familiar with this song, but um, there's a song called uh, by your Her Genuine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so Anxious is one of his biggest songs of all time. Okay. And um, it just, you know, I can't do a ton. I'm not doing no TikTok dances out here. <laughs> but if I can if I can move my hands in a wave and turn my head, throw a little robot in there, a little spin um, that's probably going to be it. That's probably going to be a genuine, so anxious. Now be careful. Cause if you try to play it around the misses, I'm trying to tell you it'll turn things up. So you just gotta be mentally ready for that. All right. <laughs> I literally just looked it up and marked it on Spotify so I could listen to it. Cause I don't know that I know that one. I, it yeah. might be one though too, where I, when I hear it, I'm like, Oh sure. yeah, I just didn't know what it was called. I think so. Yeah, maybe. Um, I love that. I love that. <clears throat> did you, in that same era of time, did you ever, um, at like a high school dance, <laughs> Do you remember the song Too Close by Next? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do I did not. So I think we can agree. I'm assuming by your hand, your body language. <laughs> I didn't really know what they were saying. Nope. Nope. I And now I love to think back to like all of us, like our freshman year of high school, just like, you know, fucking just getting it in with a girl that we have a crush on, basically talking about our boners. Like basically. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. yep. And our in our guidance counselors there chaperoning. No one gives a shit. Nobody yeah. cares. The 90s were great. 90s were the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for your fourth question. For uh, yes. All right. So like I said, similar question. This is probably yeah. my favorite question to ask um, in the same vein. <clears throat> um, so again, not, not what you think is the best. What okay. is your favorite movie of all time? Um, <laughs> it's also a really weird answer, but I'm mm. just going to stick with it because it's stick. it's I'm being true. Um, I love Cruel Intentions. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> just the first one. I feel like they did like three spinoffs or whatever. They definitely did. <laughs> but that movie, 
I remember like watching it and yeah. I was like, this is so amazing, but so messed up at the same at time. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. But there are so many, like, I don't know. It was just, it was all over the place, but it, yeah. um, yeah, I love it. I still love it. Yeah. That's it. I, um, I do you, you remember the, uh, Jackie Cation, the comedian? Yeah. Yeah. So I did her Dork Forest podcast where you talk about something you're dorking out on. And my favorite movie of all time that I dorked out on with her is Remember the Titans. Okay. And um, and that was just just talking about your favorite anything, but definitely your favorite movie. Such a blast. Cruel Intentions. <laughs> I need to go back and watch that again. That's been a minute. Oh, it's yeah. It's um, And I mean, I'm sure some of it was like in my teenage years, you know, you have like Sarah sure. Michelle Geller making yeah. out with Selma Blair and shit. You're like, like, that's just stuff that didn't happen, you know? then like now it doesn't it's like it probably wouldn't phase anyone that's right. like a high schooler watching it yeah they'd be like, like this is so lame that's it where's the nip well, do you re- yeah <laughs> do you remember the movie wild things and that pool scene it had I think like so denise richards and nev yeah. campbell in it yeah 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 that scene i still i mean that the, the that movie wasn't scene? good Ooh. goodness gracious for yeah, those of you, us that didn't have uh, Cinemax, <laughs> that right there, that right there, you put, you watch that scene and put on Genuine So Anxious. It's, oh, it's a day. I ain't trying to have kids. <laughs> this is I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to tone the baby making off. Tone that down. <laughs> My, uh, I'm gonna be watching Wild Things later tonight. <laughs> tonight. Um, <laughs> Thank God. To, now it's you can just stream it. See, again, these kids, like if anyone listens to this, it's like 17. They're going to watch it and be like, that is the lamest thing ever. And I'll be like, you have no idea. No idea. No idea. No idea. <laughs> My fourth question for you is what is your most cherished possession? It's mm, a great question. Um, you're good with these questions. Are you making these up off the top of your head? Oh, no, no. <laughs> God, no. My most cherished possession. Um, It is probably... When I was making uh, in in pursuit of the album, it's a, a new possession, but it, it has that much weight. Uh, my my mom sent me a bunch of old pics, so my album cover is a picture of me uh, back when I was like four. Um, but she sent me a picture of me and my grandmother who passed away, and that is the only picture I have of her. And so that, and I, she just kind of sent a bunch, like she didn't really tell me what was in it. So when I got to it, it kind of rocked me because I hadn't seen her face in a long time. Um, so at this moment, to answer this question today, yeah, that's, yeah. that's probably my most cherished possession. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> All right. Next up for you. This is my fourth one. Yeah. I think this is your fifth. Oh, okay. Okay. My fifth one here. Got it. All right. Unless so- I can't count, which is. Possible. It's possible. possible. Um, I think it, I think my movie was my fourth. So I'm gonna assume, and I and I and I, you know, assuming is dangerous, but I'm gonna assume that you were similar to me a little bit in the fact that we both kind of were in the snack cakes era. Oh, yeah. Um and so I am a little Debbie apologist. And um I I, I love having good banter and talking about what is the best, little Debbie. Uh, yeah. Snack. So I'm intrigued on you. If, with, your, with, your, with money on the line, Logan, what is oh, the yeah. best yeah. little Debbie? Are we in? I have to ask a clarifying question. Please. Are we including or excluding seasonal offerings? Ooh, we can include them. That's a great one. We can include oh, them. Then it's the Christmas tree cake. I knew you would go. Knew, as soon as you asked that question, I knew you would go with the Christmas tree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I actually don't really like zebra cakes that much. Um, but but you put that little like yes, granulated that's sugar. True. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause people are like, they assume then, because I'm like obsessed with Christmas tree cakes. Like I'm not lying when I say I, I will go to the store and clean out the whole display. <laughs> I have no shame. And, uh, and then like, obviously when the season passes, um, people will like, you know, people that know of it, they'll be like, Oh, you know, like zebra cakes. Yeah. And I'm like, not the same. Nah, I mean, I'm not going to like throw them away. No. I'll eat them. What about you? What's your, what's your, I, I, cause this could be a whole, so we could have a podcast Bruh. about little Bruh. Debbie's. <laughs> we, we could have a whole limited series on that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting as a kid, as a kid, it was the star crunch. But yeah. as an adult now, my wife, and she wouldn't want me to say this in public. She's like, damn, don't say that. How your wife feels about cruises is how my wife feels about Lil Debbie. Um, yeah. And so, <laughs> so, so, but right now, the strawberry shortcake. You ever had the strawberry shortcake? Yeah, the rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably my favorite now. I, I'll get it. Like, if I'm on a road trip, you know, road trips, you, your dad goes away. Yeah. Um, I'll get a couple of them and have a good time. <laughs> I love that you pick strawberry shortcake rolls. That is not what, that's not what I would have picked probably, uh, or yeah. thought that you were going to say. What you, um, what'd you thought I was going to say? I don't know, but well, star crunch is a, my problem. My only problem with star crunch now, cause that actually was one of my favorites growing up. It yeah. probably was my favorite growing up. Mm. They're small. They right? are. They yeah. got really small. They did. They definitely did. <laughs> I mean, I know my hands got bigger, but oh, no. those star crunch, like I take them out of the, I'm like, Two bites, bro. Mm-mm, yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. But yeah, we could do a whole definitive ranking, I think. Oh, we definitely could. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you asked that. Yeah, when you said earlier that you and your brothers would eat Little Debbie's and drink Capri Suns, yep. I was like, oh my God, Like, can we just move in together? Brother, just bunk beds and fun for days. Now, what's funny is my wife that thinks that cruises are trashy. You gotta You gotta be consistent, wife. Because here's the thing: little Debbie's sure. are a little trashy. I'm like fine with it, like because yeah. I'm trashy. But yeah, you can't no. say that. You can't then... say that. <laughs> you can't say that. No, no. My fifth and final question for you. Oh, this actually is kind of uh, funny because it is kind of tie. It's related to what we were just talking about. What's something that you know that you are a little judgy about? <laughs> mm. Something I know that I'm a little judgy about. Okay. Do you want me to give you an example? Or uh, please. Are you, are you, you good? good? Can yeah, you give yeah, an yeah. example? Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm risking, I'm doing this to help you, but I'm risking alienating an audience. Yeah. I think that people that drink Pepsi are trashy. <laughs> and I know it. Like I look at them and I'm like, Ugh. oh my goodness. That's funny. Um, I would I, say, okay, I, so. I hope you don't drink Pepsi. No. <laughs> There's no Pepsi in this house. There's okay. no Pepsi in this okay. house. Okay. I want to have a, I want to, can I, I'm going to break the fourth wall for a second and tell sure. you, Logan, that yeah. right now, as I'm thinking about this question, you're like, damn, why is he moving so much on the camera? I have a Charlie horse right down my leg. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so, <laughs> Please stand up and yeah, take care of I'm yourself. Processing. No, this is good. I'm, 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 I'm working it out. It's okay. I've been stretching a lot more on my Peloton. I think that... There's two types of people. There are people who were raised well, and there were people who have one ply toilet paper. I think those people who have this middle school gray toilet paper in their homes invite me over for a good meal and a game night, and then expect me, an adult who paid taxes, 
to use that unacceptable piece of nonsense. I don't want to hurt them, but I do want them to have diarrhea for like a weekend. Like I want them to not have a good day mm-hmm. because it it one ply toilet paper. I'm saying I'm getting riled up. I got to calm down. It is it is the worst. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very judgmental if I go over to your house and I'm like, what is this sandpaper? Yes. Yeah. I do not need that. No. But see, mm. I love that you wish diarrhea upon them because if they have to use it multiple times, they will understand. This is true. This is true. I, I don't know if you heard um, or if you've used these before. And this is not a sponsored unless Sean wants to sponsor me for this. Um uh, I had the one of the founders of Dude Wipes on a couple of episodes mm, ago. Okay, and they are like a moist. Do you are you familiar with them? No, they're like a moist, almost similar to a baby wipe, but they're okay. they're like designed for grown ass men, and they are refreshing. <laughs> no, saying, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Here's a. I'll offer you a money back guarantee on Dude Wipes. You could buy. You could buy. A box of them, and if you are not pleased with them, I will personally Venmo you the money that you used to purchase them because Shut I am that mouth. confident in dude wipes. Dude wipes. That's a dude wipes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm seriously going to buy something this weekend here. Can I yeah. find them at a Target or only online? Yeah, they have them at Target. Yep. Yeah. I have never. So I feel like that's a step getting close. That's like a, a baby step towards the bidet. Yes, yes. Which is where I want to be if we ever have a house. Oh boy, the bidet. Yeah, yeah. We had one once on a vacation. And at first, I was scared at first. I was sure. like, no, nah, I'm not going near that, you know? Sure. And then, like, by day three, I was like, oh, I wish I had those two days back. Felt like gotta, a king. Gotta gotta try that out. Gotta yeah. try that out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hold off if you... Uh, don't don't be shy about it like I was. God, I'm free it, man. It, I'm yeah. living. Yeah. I fully agree with you on the one-ply toilet paper, though. My in-laws are guilty. They do listen to this podcast, and I need to mm. tell you, Jim, Jim and Karen... That's the one thing I don't miss about COVID is I haven't had to come to your damn house and use that cheap ass toilet paper. Come on, Jim and Karen. What's going on? Yeah. They need to get it together. You don't have off brand uh, soda. Why you got that off Mm -mm. brand toilet paper? Yeah. I do not need my finger poking through it because there's. My goodness. Yeah. You get it. The worst. You feel me. Oh my God. Well, thank you for playing the five for five round. We'll move on to, <laughs> to the fast friends fortune teller, which is this uh, do little paper fortune teller. So what I'll do is um, in this scenario, you and I are on a road trip. That's hypothetical. Yep. Um, and so I'll ask you a couple questions and then it'll reveal an activity that we'll play. So the first thing Next is to- you should know that I love boy bands. Uh, <laughs> so I ask you to start a boy band playlist. And um, <laughs> would you pick your first song from NSYNC, One Direction, Backstreet Boys, or 98 Degrees if you had to pick from one of those four? And maybe you like them. I don't know. I do. I mess with. I mess heavy with Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Okay. Um, if I'm choosing, I just got to choose one. Yeah, just one. Um, probably Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. Oh, I love that you went with the song too, because that was going to be my follow up question. Come on. Um, okay, we stop at a gas station to get mm-hmm. snacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but out of these four snacks, would you pick Cheez It crackers, corn nuts, Sour Patch Kids, and milk duds or milk duds? Gonna go with the Sour Patch. That's a good pick. Yeah. Do you have a favorite color? Uh, I don't. I'm not really. I'm more of a chocolate when it comes to candy. Yeah. But I do mess heavy with the sours. Um, the last question is we stop at an exit later. We're getting dinner. We're going to go through the drive through mm-hmm. Would you pick from these four, Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, or Arby's? McDonald's is the greatest fast food chain on the planet. Wow. That's a, that is a, 
I speak that with confidence. Yeah, I, you did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath McDonald's is a game Never Have I Ever. <laughs> so you and I will play a quick game of Never Have I Ever, where I'll just literally pull these cards from this Never Have I Ever deck. Solid. At random. And if it's something that you've done, uh, you can either just say yes, and then we take a drink, or you can expand on it if you want. Um, mm-hmm. I'll do the same. So the first is... Never have I ever said the wrong thing during sex. Yeah, I've never, I've never said the wrong thing during sex. Me either. either. (laughs) I'm grateful to be there. I'm focused. (laughs) Uh, Never have I ever been stunned by something that was left for me in a will. Look, I've never had anything in a will. (laughs) Who's what? (laughs) I wish I would. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'd just be stunned if somebody left me something. Please. (sighs) All right. Never have I ever used birthday money to buy weed. Uh, no, I've never had weed. Yeah, yeah I, I have, but I uh-huh. don't think I use birthday money for it. It's legal. <laughs> it's legal here. We have dispensaries. Okay. Okay. High class. Reason. Yeah. You know how we do in Illinois. Anything that we can corrupt. <laughs> uh, never have I ever made someone else. Oh God. Sniff my finger after putting it oh. somewhere bad. <laughs> I have, I've done that. No. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. I clearly haven't lived. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and uh, the last one is never have I ever started a serious fire. No, no. no. Those were kind of lame. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was spending too much time at CC's, man, to <laughs> be an arsonist. <laughs> yeah, I did start a fire once, but it was very small and it was in our living room and it was on accident. Uh, but it, I wouldn't call it serious. Like we didn't even have to call the fire department. So, oh, okay. Then I didn't yeah, want to see it. It wasn't real. No, it was like, it was a little accident. Yeah. We put it out real quick and then we moved the couch over. We moved everything over like six inches to try to cover it. Cause it was in carpet. Of course it was the eighties. You know, everybody <laughs> had that luxurious carpet then. Everybody did. Yeah. Well, this is the moment Damon that we've been building to. This is the <laughs> friend request. So um, in the vein of Facebook, uh, Damon, <laughs> Jesus, I can't even talk. I'm getting I'm getting too hungry. The oatmeal cream pie sugar is wearing off. <laughs> so Damon Sumner, Logan Cummins has sent you a friend request. Based on our time that we've spent together, would you confirm or delete the friend request? Listen, man, we finna confirm that thing, hit up a red robins, and have a great old night. Hell yeah. We're gonna end it with a sleepover with little Debbies. Ooh, you got the Christmas trees stashed. We about to go in. Oh, I need there's something I need to tell you about that. They don't last past the season. <laughs> I buy a lot, but I also eat a lot. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the balance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I may never get them again. You may never get them. That's how I feel know. about uh, uh, Girl Scout cookies, Samoas, oh, Team yeah. Purple Box all day. Absolutely. Samoas are delicious. Well, <laughs> we want to hear from you if you're listening at home. Uh, the first time that we hang out, what uh, would you suggest that we do? What what kind of plans would you make for us? You can hit either of us up on uh, Instagram or Twitter, or you can call or text the podcast at 872-267-2735. Damon, do you want to tell people where they can follow you, listen to your podcast, and obviously we'll put all these in the show notes but um let's let's yeah. tell people where they can find you appreciate that you can um uh, you can find i do most of my hanging out on instagram uh that's at damon jr2 d-a-m-o-n-j-r the number two damon jr2 um if you're a professional you can highlight me on damonsumner.com but all my dates you know as the tour is getting ready to pop off in a few months is going to be over on instagram as well Awesome. Uh, and then, like I said, the two podcasts, we'll put links out. We will put a yeah. link out to, you can pre-order the album now. 
you if can. you don't want to wait. So yeah, you can do that now. <laughs> Um, and we'll put all those in the show notes, but thank you so much for coming on and thanks for being my friend. It was been a, it's been a blast getting to know you. Logan, it's been such a fun man. And I, I'm going to have to get up to Illinois, man, so we can make this happen. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm here. My wife won't move. So, <laughs> and she ain't going on a cruise either. She ain't going on a cruise. That's for sure. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good night. All right. You too. Thanks for listening to the fast friends podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.